gospel for this, the first Sunday in the season of Epiphany, is from Mark chapter 1, beginning at verse 4. John the baptizer appeared in the wilderness, proclaiming a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. And the people from the whole Judean countryside and all the people of Jerusalem were going out to him and were baptized by him in the river Jordan, confessing their sins. Now John was clothed with camel's hair, the leather belt around his waist, and he ate locusts and wild honey. He proclaimed, The one who is more powerful than I is coming after me. I am not worthy to stoop down and untie the thong of his sandals. I have baptized you with water, but he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. In those, those days, Jesus came from Nazareth of Galilee and was baptized by John in the Jordan. And just as he was coming up out of the water, he saw the heavens torn apart and the Spirit descending like a dove on him. And a voice came from heaven, You are my Son, the Beloved. With you I am well pleased. This is the Gospel of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Please be seated. Grace to all of you and peace from God, our Creator, and from our Lord, and from our Savior, Jesus the Christ. Amen. Let us bow our heads in prayer. Great and glorious God, as we begin this new year, we pray your Spirit be with us. As we begin this new season of Epiphany, we pray that you would allow us to see your presence out there in the world, in so many places that we might not expect. In this new year, help us to be a congregation that is outwardly focused, willing to serve the world around us and be open to the message the world has to give back to us. Bless us now as we open our hearts and our minds to what you have to teach us this day. In Jesus' holy and blessed name we pray. Amen. New Year's Day 2018. We're on the shore of Lake Minnetonka, just on the western suburbs of Minneapolis. It's zero degrees. A man approaches. He's wearing a snowmobile suit, big mittens, scarf around his neck, and a Minnesota Viking stocking cap on his head. He has a chainsaw in his right hand. He looks at the lake. He can see his own breath. And he walks about 20 steps out onto the ice. Puts the chainsaw down on the ice, pulls the starter cord, and it roars to life. He takes the chainsaw, lowers it to the ice, and ice chips fly everywhere as he cuts deep into the ice, which is now eight inches thick, much thicker than normal for Minnesota this time of year. Again and again he goes down and cuts into the ice until he has created a square 12 feet by 12 feet of open water. All the ice that is broken has been taken out. He turns off the chainsaw. He turns around and behind him is a crowd of people who are watching him do this. And the next thing that happens is amazing. They all start taking their clothes off. <laughs> First their hats, then their coats, then their boots, all the way down to their swimsuits. And one by one, they walk out onto the ice and into the water. They immediately pop back up. <laughs> Some of them have their arms stretched up to the heavens. Others are all curled like, a, like in a cradle. And they are surrounded by other people with quilts and blankets and hot chocolate. 
And everybody is yelping and laughing and saying, Happy Happy New Year. It's, of course, a polar bear plunge, which happens all around the country for some insane reason. (laughs) How many of you have ever done a polar bear plunge? Yeah, we'll talk afterwards, okay? (laughs) As I heard, Pastor Katie actually mentioned this about Lake Minnetonka, and as I heard that, and being from Minnesota, when I've seen zero-degree weather, to imagine doing that, it's like, why would you ever do something like that? And I was thinking about it this week, and I realized it's their way of starting the new year. It's a ritual. You go down into those waters, burr, you're cold, and you pop up, and you're fresh. You are fresh. And it's a ritual kind of way of starting the new year. And it got me thinking about rituals of beginning and New Year's. And I realized that many of us have different rituals that we use to start over, to start fresh. Some people make a long list of resolutions. They're going to change their own self. They're going to do certain things. Other people will clean their house from top to bottom. Everything gets cleaned to start the new year. Some people go through their closets and they take a look at things they have not used in the past year and they discard those. We don't need those. Let's lighten the load. Let's get those out of here and discard them. Other people change all the batteries on their smoke detectors. Our canter today between services is Paul Jaganathan. Would you wave, Paul? So Paul is sitting in the back and he was telling me about a ritual that his family does, which I thought was very, very special. They gather the entire family on New Year's Eve And they have a worship service as the clock turns over to midnight. And they say goodbye to the old year and with prayer bring in the new year. It's a wonderful ritual of saying goodbye to the past and embracing the future. Letting go of whatever it was in the past that might hinder and embracing the new possibilities that are yet to come. I bring all this up because baptism of Jesus is very much like this. That in the baptism of Jesus, a carpenter from a small town called Nazareth comes down to the river Jordan and goes into that river, plunges into that river, and is brought back out to start his life of preaching, teaching, healing, and creating a community of justice and compassion and peace. Baptism was for Jesus a new beginning, a start over. A start fresh. And it is the same for us, especially on this first Sunday in the year 2018, on this Baptism of Jesus Sunday. It is also our chance to think about do over, start over, start fresh. Who are we for the new year? And is it not true that all of us sometimes need a spiritual plunge and come back out refreshed? and relieved of those things that might hinder us. In the past, we used to always focus baptism as being a time when our sins are washed away. We wash away our sins. We're trying to emphasize not only washing away of sins now, but washing away of anything that prevents us and keeps us from being the people God made us to be, or to be the community God made us to be, or to be the world God made us to be. 
So you think it's not just sin that hinders that. There are things out there like apathy or distraction or I think one of the most key ones is fear. We are sometimes fearful people. Fearful to use the gifts that God has given us. Fearful to try for that new job. Fearful of people who might be different from ourselves. Fearful that our money won't last. Fearful that a health crisis is a shadow in our life. Fearful that, and you fill in the blank. How many of us have backpacks that we carry from the past that need to be unloaded for us to truly be the happy, holy, peaceful people God called us to be and invites us to be. How many of us have things that need washing away, whether it be insecurity or fear or anxiety or anger? How many of us need that spiritual plunge to come up fresh for the new year and the new life? We had a bishop 30 years ago in this synod who talked about baptism as being a renewal, a start over. And he said, I need to remember my baptism every single day and I do so when I take my morning shower. And I thought, well, this is odd. But then he kept talking about it and he said, as I feel the warm water washing down over me, I know it cleanses me physically but I also try to remember that I've been cleansed spiritually by the waters of baptism. And he confessed to us pastors that he had his doubts about his ability to be a bishop. And he said, when I let those waters flow over me, I think about my fears and my doubts and my insecurity. I think about the past that has not always been pleasant for me. I think about my own insecurities and I let them go, this is a good image, swirling down the drain. I remember it 30 years later. And often I remember that in the shower, to let those things go. Because today is a new day. Because today is a fresh start. And that's what baptism is all about. Martin Luther used to talk about baptism as something we should remember every, every single day. And especially when we come to church. He said you ought to look for the waters of baptism when you come to church and go touch them and get wet <laughs> and let those waters wash over you. Make the sign of the cross on your forehead, on your chest and say, oh yes, I forgot but I am God's child. I am meant to be kind and compassionate and gracious and loving. I am meant to be a person of destiny which we often forget. One of the rituals that I have around New Year's is to read some inspirational writing, some author who inspires me to be more than I am and more than I think I can be. <clears throat> I've read Martin Luther King Jr., um, Teresa of Avila. Avila. Uh, this year I read Abraham Lincoln. He's a great president. You all know Abraham Lincoln. You may not know these words that he shared with us but if you listen and read carefully his words you realize there is a, a person of optimism and holiness 
the kind of person, the kind of world that I think Jesus was trying to create. Here are some of his words that I read this year. Abraham Lincoln. I destroy my enemies when I make them my friends. My concern is not whether God is on our side, but rather if we are on God's side. Give me six hours to chop down a tree and I will take the first four hours sharpening my axe. Do not worry whether or not you are recognized. Rather, strive to be worthy of recognition. I have always found that mercy bears richer fruits than strict justice. Most folks are as happy as they decide to be. I don't like that person. I must get to know him better. We should be too big to take offense and too noble to give offense. And in his second inaugural address when the country was polarized north and south, he wrote, with malice toward none and charity for all, let us bind up the nation's wounds. We are not enemies, but friends. I read words like that, and they are not only inspirational, but they have the tendency of washing away all of my shallowness and helping me pop up to a new kind of vision. I hope New Year's Day can be that for you. I hope this first Sunday in Epiphany can be that for you. I hope baptism can be that for you this day, a kind of spiritual plunge to start off the new year. Amen. Let us pray. Most holy and blessed God, thank you for your Holy Spirit at work in our lives. Help us always remember that we are created in your image and that you have made us to be people of kindness and compassion, gentleness and justice. We pray this in your holy and most blessed name. Amen. Please stand.